0: Divorce. 50% of marriages end that way, yet 0% of marriages know how to do it well. It is, by its very nature, messy. And that's because it involves messy people. A distant husband who doesn't give an effort. A bored and underappreciated wife who has an affair. Children who pick sides. Children who masturbate in public and rub their semen on the walls of their school. Well, that one might be specific to just this story. In 2019, Noah Bombach received Academy Award nominations for Marriage Story, a deep dive into his own adult experiences as he tried to navigate his own divorce. But 14 years earlier, he wrote and directed a different take on a familiar story. Instead of following the court proceedings and the more adult elements of a family breaking up, this movie is more interested in how this rift affects the kids. From finding out dad isn't sleeping in the bed to the horrible feeling of sitting down for the family conference, and that's just in the first 10 minutes. Inspired by his own childhood experiences, Noah Baumbach chronicles his parents' divorce in The Squid and the Whale*.
1: We didn't discuss the cat. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined as always by...
2: Since when do you drink beer? I'm Mark Watlington.
0: Since recently, I'm Chad, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys. Um,
2: How was that kid not in more things? I don't know.
0: He's I don't know. Is so so this all he's been in? Is this this?
2: He did not have a Wikipedia link, which mm. means probably. That's
0: a very telling sign. He's probably
1: been in like a couple things, but yeah, this yeah, is, this yeah. This pretty much it. Um, um, I'm great.
0: <laughs> Little Frank. Yeah.
1: Um. So this is Best Pictures. We pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. We're currently in the 2005 series. We talked about my pick last week of Batman Begins, and this week we are going to talk about The Squid and the Whale, which is a Chad Oliver pick. Boo um, boo airhorn. Boo And we're uh, we'll get to that in a bit, but first, boys, I think something unprecedented has oh. happened this week.
0: Yes, what is that? Specifically
1: for us three boys. Something that has not happened in a long time. Months Um, even. Some would say months. And they would be right.
2: Weeks even.
1: All three of us. (laughs) Uh All three of us. Yeah. That's the big part. All three of us. So you're saying Chad Uh and
2: Cody? Yes. And also me? Correct.
1: Me
0: being Mark.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the three of us you're referring to.
0: Correct. We all okay, uh, host this us, podcast and we're all friends.
1: And we right. are talking. Call to us each other. Kiefer Sutherland and the two other people in it because we're a group of three musketeers. Call <laughs> I us. going to
2: say three kings. I forgot the Kiefer He's the not that wasn't in that in movie. That, yeah.
1: Call us Logan Learman and two other people that are in that one because we're the three musketeers. Call us Mickey, Donald, and Goofy because we are the three hey, musketeers. Can I, can I try one? Can, we I, did can, something, I, can I try one? Yeah, go for
0: it. Uh, yeah. Nick, Kevin, and Joe. That's three. That's three people.
2: Uh, call us yeah, Martin Short and two other people that I do know. We're the three amigos. Three amigos. Yeah. Three amigos.
1: Yeah. I was doing three musketeers specifically, and I would like you guys to respect no, that. No, I get
2: it. I know I got. Yeah, it. but call us. I mean, of three if we, we want to break so tradition,
1: let's go for it. Let's call us Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman because we are hey, DC's Trinity.
0: If if, uh, <laughs> if if we were if we were the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> who would be who though? I think Cody would be Joe.
1: Uh, I think I think I'm Kevin. I think that's right. And I'm Nick. Could I get <laughs> to be Nick?
2: Yeah, I'm Kevin.
1: Yeah. Nick's so self serious that like none of us are really
0: Nick. No, I might but... be Nick, but he's also in <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs>
1: Kevin has been married for a long time, I <laughs> so think maybe it, Kevin's Chad. I, I
2: think Chad does have a little bit of Kevin energy, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Kevin rules.
1: Him. Kevin's fine. He's,
0: he's. I think he was the funniest on their series. I've only seen clips, but yes, liked, on Jonas yeah. and then
1: Jonas LA. Yeah. Oh, were the two um, series? Well, so
0: the <laughs> season two. Is it like the Jonas classic LA? It's
2: Disney Channel thing where like the final yes, season is it's, like. Yes, the, the it's same exactly characters, that. but gotcha. like a different setting. Like Hannah a
0: Montana Forever, Sweet Life. Forever, Deck.
1: Sweet Life on Deck. Hannah Montana Forever, exactly. Yeah. Well, Sweet Life on Deck was a Is completely a different series, that's true. series. Yeah. but it brought so that's over everybody
0: things. except Ashley Tisdale. Wasn't
2: that?
0: Yeah, was yes.
1: And
2: the mom I and think doesn't come. The, the
1: mom, mom come. the mom guest stars. Uh, but she's not because the whole conceit is she's become a lounge singer on the cruise, so she shows up periodically, but not often. I kind Mosby's there, but I don't know that Esteban is, so maybe mm. they didn't port him over. What about the, over, uh, the electrician
0: guy, Ar- Arwen?
1: Arwin, I don't oh, think is in Arwin. it either. He was. You funny. guys know what's weird? I liked him. He was. They, One of my coworkers
0: like, is
2: like five years younger than us, seven years younger than us. She's like eighteen, but we were talking about Disney Channel the other day. And uh-huh. she re- she remembers Lizzie McGuire, hmm. is only aware of Even Stevens because of Shia LaBeouf, uh-huh. and okay. didn't watch Sweet Life, just Sweet Life on Deck.
1: Uh, that's strange. That's so because weird to me. Right? Lizzie and Even Stevens are like slightly too old for us. They're straight like, up we-
2: contemporaries. No, I mean no, those not are not too old. old for us. So those are more no, they- age range. They-
1: those no, are, they we were seeing reruns of it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like we yeah. saw it because they hadn't pulled it out of their rotation. Sure. We didn't watch new episodes of that. Now new episodes for we, us were, we were watching That's a Raven, Sweet Life.
0: But the even Stevens movie came out new when we were watching.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the Lizzie And then Wireman. the tail end of us was Wizards and Hannah Montana. I and,
0: dropped um, out by Wizards, but I definitely watched a bit of Hannah yeah. Montana.
2: I watched some Hannah Wizards. Montana ones before. Yeah. Watched a lot of Wizards. Hannah Montana anyway.
1: But what were I, you saying? I've seen a lot of do uh,
0: <laughs> this week? What happened? Oh, <laughs> oh right.
1: <yeah. laughs> right. Like so, the three Jonas brothers, we had yeah. something to do with a movie in twenty twenty. Um because I watched their we've concert doc. Chasing, we've been
0: chasing happiness straight to the Megaplex. Again.
1: We have been chasing happiness. Happiness begins right now because we, all three of us, have watched a movie that was released in 2020 this week. We have all watched a 2020 film. Can I get a round of applause? Because who would have thought that it was possible? But there's these little things called modems and streaming sticks and and files and hey, i had to
2: use an hdmi I, cable plugged into my laptop
0: hey i love technology but not as not much as, as, you, as you you see shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. mark or who
1: do i want to start uh mark saw the most 2020 movies so maybe we'll start with mark
0: i saw
2: three 2020 movies it's wow. one more than chad I also saw a bunch of 2019 movies that were not really released in 2019. Anyway, um, this weekend, 20 movies. This weekend, um, by this weekend, I mean like two weekends ago. By the time this is released. Um, Who cares? The Chattanooga Film Festival, which was completely online this year, or at least this phase of it was. I don't think we're planning on doing it in person. Look, don't come to me for scoops on CFF this year. We love Um, CFF. We we love love CFF. CFF.
1: I was saying, who cares to Mark trying to nail the date because that um, doesn't matter.
2: But in like the span of six weeks, like since coronavirus Mm -hmm. happened, a whole platform. Wait, what happened? Huh? What? Um,
1: hey, guys, that bit's never not funny to me. I'll be straight up with you. It always makes me laugh. Good good for you. I'm glad that Whether you do I that do it or people do it to me, it always makes me laugh to pretend like you don't know what's going on. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Why is everyone um, wearing masks inside?
2: There was a... <laughs> it's weird. You sound... Um, I, I was going to make a joke that I shouldn't make. Um, the... What did you CFF, watch? Anyway, Was was completely... <laughs> online which means i right. could like lay on my couch and watch movies
1: mark's perfect film great. festival arguably
2: so good and, like i was watching a movie that i was not super into and guess what i pulled out my phone <laughs> <laughs> which you can't I was do and you did no not insult
0: the filmmakers who made the movie i had uh, to go
2: to the bathroom and guess what i paused it yeah see that's close that, i didn't miss anything It's there, it's great yeah also cool is that like the shorts you could just watch one at a time, so you didn't have to like sit through an hour long shorts block,
1: or you didn't have to watch a short right in front of a feature when you just wanted to yeah. get to the feature, which is sometimes a film festival problem. Um, and also um, like
2: the it was just it's it's the perfect way to do things, um,
1: right? Other than like I like being in person and being yeah, able to I film mean, film festival <laughs> shared yes.
0: experiences are still good. Yeah. But there was
2: so much of yes. this that like. I, I just enjoyed so much the fact that you right. had could like start a movie and if you didn't like it you could just like stop paying attention or turn it off and start something else without having right. to wait for the next block. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Anyway, I watched some 2020 movies, including a Sundance movie called Jumbo, which is a French movie about a girl that falls in love with a um, amusement park ride. It is um, surprisingly touching. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that she falls in love with it, and you're like, "Well, sh- she doesn't like have sex with it." And no, she does. You'd be wrong. Um, yeah,
1: she definitely
0: does. It's
2: is, the sex scene is really weird. Is and Jumbo
0: really weird. a a deer baby?
2: Uh, no, an ear baby. <laughs> no ear
1: baby, ear baby dumba. Um, um,
2: it's it's really good and sweet, and uh, it feels. I don't know, it feels like queer cinema in, like, an allegorical way. Sure, yeah. Because it's about, like, you know, someone who doesn't experience feelings in the, like, heteronormative way.
1: Well, isn't um, it predominantly about the relationship with a parent based on what I read?
2: Um, I mean, like, the the core, like, conflict is, like, having her mom understand yeah. what's, you know, what she's feeling and validate her relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, like, huh, that's Queer um, right. anyway, Mark it's great. you
1: really liked this movie Yes And I may watch it at some point But my question to you is Are you going to make me watch it Is it a best picture recommends Is my question
2: The The thing is the You know what it, I'll go ahead and say that it is Because the, the main actress was really good It's okay. hard to tell in subtitles How right. good of an actress But she was really good Oh, What,
0: uh, well, and what also language does, this, is this movie
2: It's French. French. And I don't know if it's France or Canada, but it's French.
0: Gotcha.
1: I do believe it's France. Um, Okay, so you guys heard it here first. It's a Best Picture Recommends. With the caveat of oftentimes at film festivals, it takes forever for things to get distribution. May take a full year. And if that happens with this movie and nobody can watch it, Mark is... Will revolve it. Then it
2: carries on the next year or yes. whatever. I don't know. Sure. I yeah. I feel like it might have, um, distribution, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Just because it is like a Sundance movie, which right. Is just just by nature, it's like a bigger indie movie than a lot of the other indie movies. Like another movie was like a world premiere, uh, The Wanting Mayor, mm-hmm. which is a movie produced by Shane Carruth of Primer and Upstream Color and yep. Shitting on Hollywood Fame, um, yep. And it's I, – I told Cody that it is a movie that's almost completely shot on green screen mm. in, like, a storage locker. Um, but, like, you kind of can't tell. Like, all of the backgrounds do not look like – it do, It doesn't seem like it's shot in a real place. Although it kind of – like, it's very believable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like a, like a big budget uh, drama and, like, it's set in, like, the – like a post-dystopian future in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, Carruth keeps talking about this guy; like he's the next Tolkien, which I don't know if I necessarily believe. But interesting. It's it's definitely a really rich world. It's it's like an indie movie that feels big budget in a way that a lot of indie movies kind of struggle to. But and that's really just because of the like the green screen technology that they were able to kind right. of <laughs> manufacture. Um and it feels very Shane Caruthy, where it's like very emotional and kind of oblique to some extent, and malicky. Mm-hmm. Um It's it's really good. It's definitely worth watching. I don't know if it's the best pictures or commands, but it's right. worth
1: seeking out. Cool. Right. Cool. You got to, Do you want to talk about the other one, or you um, don't have
2: to? I mean, I watched six. Uh, I'll, I'll mention <laughs> one more. That's called Climate of the Hunter, um, which... I, I said on box that it feels like a Wes Anderson movie, but it's about vampires. Um, Wes Anderson like, should it,
0: make a movie about vampires.
2: He should. It, it, it's a little bit, like, darker than a Wes Anderson mm. movie, but it's very much, like, you know, kind of quirky characters in, like, in kind of, like, family drama. But also, like, they're vampires and trying to, like, kill humans and drink their blood.
1: That sounds pretty good. What was the name of that?
2: Um, Climate of the Hunter and Climate Cody. Of the Hunter. You watched um you watched what is it called? Um, I don't watch
1: any of those.
2: No, no, last year. Um,
1: oh, I don't. What about
2: the guy who inherited his dad's house?
1: Oh, I don't remember the name of it.
2: Um but it's that director. Um Interesting. It's it's really interesting because I think we felt the same way about that movie. Right. But this movie is is like that movie but with better production value and vampires.
1: Which was kind of a problem with that movie. It was called Arrows of Outrageous Fortune. There it is. Yes. I just pulled that out of my mm-hmm. brain. Um, the Wes Anderson thing—that's that's an interesting thought because you guys know that I'm sometimes mixed on Wes Anderson. But I, here's the thing: I'm mixed because I don't think he's the greatest ever. I'm never mm. that mad watching anything At the from end him. Of the day it I'm is just, a movie
0: that is well put together and it's fun to watch. Yeah, with Wes.
1: exactly. But I think maybe the way he could win me over is doing something kind of supernatural or weird like that I, with his aesthetic.
0: I really want him, and this is bizarre and dumb, but it's just my personal uh, opinion, is I, I want him to adapt the Planet of the Apes in a new way. I just want Wes Anderson to do Planet of the Apes. I want him to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't tell weird. you why. But, like, more, more based on the book, which is, like... Sort of what the original Planets of the Apes yeah. was doing, but they took some liberties, and I want him to do a true adaptation I kind of, of the original text.
1: I kind of want him to do, like, a Munsters, like, not necessarily Adam's I'm family, sure. but, like, maybe That'd Munsters or something if like that totally that is kind of, like, his a own, 60s aesthetic.
0: If he could totally do his own version of the Munsters and, like, not have any, yes. like, interference, he's just, like... I want to do my monsters. I would love like, to see Like, he that. does his own, like, yeah.
2: Hotel Transylvania kind of, like, yes. cast of characters who are all weird and wacky in their yes. own way. It'd be interesting.
1: Yeah. And hey, he um, um, does
0: hotels pretty good. He does.
1: <laughs> he does. He does. Um, uh, Chad. Yeah. You actually left your house to see I a movie? I did. What? It
0: was incredible. So... Uh, I live in Los Angeles, where we are still. Wait, hold, hold, you live where? Uh, Los Angeles, California. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I thought that the was, city the, was pretty the city fucking of far Angeles, away. The City of Angels. Oh, sorry, um, I got you. Yeah. yeah. I'm on board. So, it seems
1: like it's in a very different time zone.
0: <laughs> it is. It's much is earlier. Something here. We deal with and, uh, Mark has to say, yeah. up very late to talk to me about movies.
1: Yeah. Mark is the one who gets fucked the most. Mark is asleep during most recordings. Just so everybody knows yep. he just wakes up to say something, which is why sometimes it sounds like Mark is talking totally. about something we talked about 20 minutes ago. Totally. Just out <laughs> of context. He just falls yeah. asleep. You,
2: you can always hear an episode where it's the morning and I'm like awake and Chad is like
0: asleep. just like, <laughs> 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Here here like yeah, we make a.m. him
1: do <laughs> 8 a.m. ones. Yeah, that's the flip yeah. side. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So you're in Los um, Angeles. So I'm in Los and Angeles you're leaving your house? Our,
0: our city and state is still under pretty strict lockdown. Some states are starting to open up uh, a little bit, but we're still like pretty shelter in place. Um, mm-hmm. very few things have opened up, but one thing that's opened up and has sort of gotten a second life here, uh, are drive-in movie theaters. And so, yeah. Laura, my wife and I uh, we hey, took... I don't care. Oh, I didn't. I didn't say anything about it. no. <laughs> well, n- the
1: thing is, Mark skipped the beat <laughs> where normally somebody has to say, "I didn't kill my wife," yeah. and Mark just skipped and that part just and just said, like "I don't bit. care," which just makes him sound like an asshole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we had like our first date. Tonight, hey guys, remember uh, that
1: the fugitive okay. is coming to Quibby? Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. The fugitive so I a and like I keep Sutherland,
0: <laughs> broken up into two quibby, into nine-minute segments to quibby because that's what the people want. Um, which if people
1: remember our fugitive episode is kind of how Mark watched the fugitive originally, because that was the one time Mark picked a movie he hadn't fully seen as his pick (laughs) for the particular year. Uh, Um, anyway, sorry, continue drive-in theaters.
0: Anyways, we took our first date night in forever because of the quarantine, uh, to the drive-in and we were able to still socially distant from every distance from everybody. They had these regulations where like cars were six feet apart. Um, and if you're out of your car, you have to be wearing a mask. And they ask that while you're watching the movie, no lawn chairs stay in your car. So we decked out the back. Oh, cool. We decked out the back of the Prius um, with like blankets and pillows. And it was like nice and cozy. Uh, and we watched two movies, double feature. Uh, two movies I hadn't seen before. They were new releases in 2020. The first one was The Vast of Night, um, which was a fun, very talky Spooky sci-fi movie set in the 1950s um, about great. A, Sound, all of it sounds great. Yeah, about like a there. radio host and a switchboard operator at the the you know the phone company. I don't even know what you call that building, yeah. but the switchboard operator. It's about the two of them on the night of like unexplained phenomena going on in the airwaves, um, and oh. it follows the two of them sort of figuring out what's going on. And uh, the radio host interviews some people about it. It's great. It's a... sounds
2: like Pontypool.
0: I don't know what Pontypool is. It, does...
1: it sounds a little bit like Pontypool, which is a movie that also kind of has that radio conceit. It also... Conceit. Why the fuck did I say that weird? It also sounds like... And I saw it when you sent the sent this movie over and said mm-hmm. you guys would have really liked it. I looked up some stuff. And I saw a lot of people comparing it, weirdly enough, to the... Orson Welles' War of the Worlds radio yeah, broadcast. totally,
0: totally, totally.
1: Mm-hmm. And that really excited so, me, because I, that is one of my favorite pieces of media mm-hmm. history, period. Mm-hmm. I own it on vinyl, because I'm so excited. Like, I just think it's so cool, that time where everybody thought it was happening, because yeah. it was so well-produced, and he uh-huh, used yeah. the medium in an interesting way. And so, um,
0: two things uh, about this movie that were interesting. Uh one, it was framed in a way too. So like, it's very much that like kind of war of the world's feeling, uh, where yeah. like you're, you're kind of listening to the radio broadcast as you're watching the movie. Um, but it's also yeah. framed as if it's an episode of the twilight zone. Like at the beginning of the movie, you're like looking at a black and white TV and it's like, they call it something else, but it's like their version of the twilight zone. And it sounds like, uh, cool. Rod Serling is introducing this story. Yeah. Um, so Love the Twilight Zone. That's a fun little little nod they give to the the Twilight Zone. But something that was specific to my viewing of it was there were a couple of instances, I I go back and forth on what I think happened because a few cars were like honking because they were convinced that the uh, screen went out, went black, and I think that it might have been mm. a technical issue because there were a couple of places oh, where it okay. happened and it was like. Um, it seemed a little weird, but at the same time, because we were just listening to the broadcast, it gave this like feeling That's as cool. as we're yeah. sitting in the drive in and we're listening to it through our radio. It felt like we were just listening to the broadcast yeah. and the interviews as they were happening. That's really um, cool. It, so it was just a cool experience, whether it was like intentional or not. I don't know, because I've only seen the movie within this context, uh, right. but it was still yeah. a cool experience. That's and, like, really cool. Enhanced it for me. It's a very au- audio driven movie, so it worked. Um Yeah. And then
1: um that 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 sounds super exciting. I yeah. really want to see it. It sounds completely my shit in a very interesting way. The Twilight Zone comparison mm-hmm. is really cool cuz I love the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Have either of you boys seen the Twilight Zone movie? Oh, it's garbage. I, I haven't like it at all. No. <laughs> hmm. Oh, do you like mm-hmm. it? When did you watch it? Uh, around uh, 2011. It's, it's,
0: I watched it when I was still in high school, it's like 2011. Yeah.
1: Maybe rewatch it. Um it, it's complicated. So you asked me if you like it, and it's like, well, not half of it, but that's how it's formatted. Yeah, like I, guess I think that's the, the first half is like no good at all.
0: Yeah. I think there probably are a couple of good but, segments, but I mean that's kinda of what the Twilight there, Zone is all a, about. Is there some good segments and there's some bad segments, even in the peak yeah, of the show. Yes,
1: exactly. Um but the the Joe Dante segment, which is the third segment, is like one of what's the most the, exciting things that I've seen in a what's while. The premise of that one? So it's called, uh, so it's a kid, basically, has the ability to make things oh, happen, yeah, basically control well, reality what, in a row.
0: What sucks about that one, That that's probably one of the better ones in the movie, but the original episode is just so much better. It's, like, just iconic. It's It's incredible. It's... It is, but
1: the original movie has a very specific, or the original thing has a very specific tone, and it's very specific to them. And this one's so Joe Dante in a lot of ways. Like, you mm. see the Looney Tunes back in action that will come from him later. You see the, like, <laughs> madcap monster. I just, yeah. I loved it so much, and I was blown away by that segment, and kind of yeah. that's it. And so that that's the gotcha. one that I want to talk about. But, I think the George Miller one is fine, which is the gremlin one, but that one has been done, like, yeah, truly I'm a sorry, million no, times.
2: John, Joe Dante was the one I know
1: Joe Dante did Gremlins, the 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 <laughs> troll on the like uh, plane. Yes, right. yeah. um, and that, that one was. I would pre- say done if you ever watch...
0: Jordan Peele Twilight Zone too, it was the uh, but completely yeah. different. Totally different. It's
1: Adam Scott mm-hmm. listens to a podcast that is about a plane crash and yeah. then his plane crashes. It was it's that was a that good. was a
0: fun update for sh- for real. That one was, that was a pretty good yeah. episode. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of like lukewarm <laughs> on that um, series, but that episode I liked a lot.
1: I um, am lukewarm on that series but I haven't finished it and the same. the conceit of that series is season 2 could be brilliant if they have a good stretch of episodes. Yeah. So I would recommend if you're watching Twilight Zone the movie watch the second half cuz it's the better half. Sure. Um, I like the and the Joe the, Dante way, the, stuff is the good.
0: intro is like fun enough just cuz it's like silly scary the with uh Dan Aykroyd. But
1: right. Yeah. Yes. The the intro is fun enough but it is still directed by John Landis, who sucks. Oh, but it's still okay. it, the, the sequence. It the sequence is fine, mm-hmm. but then it immediately leads into the sequence that killed multiple people because John Landis is a bad person. And Wait, that was that things. movie?
0: Yeah. Oh yes. shoot. Okay. Yes. it is. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yikes. Yes. Um,
1: it, it's that first. It's that first segment. The car uh, and the car, and you boys the, know. Yeah. No. No, not no. the uh the the white guy living the experience of Jewish and black people that happened immediately after it, mm. that's where people died in that one. Oh, but when there they're in the car sequence... that's
0: the good stuff we're talking about, right? When they're in the car and they're like exchanging that... like they're doing theme songs yes. back and forth a... and it's fun. Yeah.
1: Yes. That is still di- that part is still directed by Landis, but sure. that is not the segment where he killed people. It's cool. the, the next segment that he also directed where he killed people. That God. the Spielberg segment, and you guys know that I normally love Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy That's that. The segment, like, at all. That's the elderly people going young again. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's not very good. Yeah. Anyways, um, uh, okay. What else so did you see? I, I also <laughs> saw it was a double feature. The second movie you said that this one was like. Uh, it sounds like it's for you. My shit. I kind of thought the second one was more your shit because it's like 1980. It's called Valley Girl. Uh, It's Uh this 1980s jukebox musical um, that... uh... I
1: just exploded (laughs) (laughs) with that phrase. That's my trigger phrase, like my Manchurian candidate trigger phrase. What kind of songs they sing
3: in?
0: They do a bit of like the pop, like girls just want to have fun, but also like some Mm -hmm, rock, like Bad Reputation and stuff like that. Um, so they, ah. they get like the, they get the whole spectrum cause it's about your Valley girl falling in love with the Hollywood boy. And so you've got like the punk right. scene or they say punk is dead. I don't really, they don't really talk about what the scene has become, but they're like, oh, we're not punk punk is dead. It's kind of the whole thing throughout the movie. Um, yeah uh and you got the valley girl so like, all the stuff happening in the valley is more like the glamorous pop music of the time and then you got the grungier the
1: neon of the 80s yeah yeah, yeah.
0: and then you got the grungy flannels and spiky hair down in hollywood uh but it was fun it was you know it's sort of like a throwback to old like rom-com and like it's storytelling like it's very very basic in that way um but uh, but still good. It's still fun to watch. It was way funnier than I expected it to be. Like I had some pretty good comedy.
1: Oh, that's exciting. Um, and I heard I, May Whitman is there. May Whitman is yes, there. May Whitman is there. The... She
0: is the star of the show, as far as I'm concerned. I love May Whitman.
2: Hell yeah. Um, she's the star of every show she's in. She's
0: well, a really but good singer. The lead is... Like I did not expect yeah, her to be I such a good singer, know. but she is. She is really good. She's the best voice in the in the movie. May Whitman is. Wow. Um, and then, yeah. Um, the, the movie stars
1: Jessica Roth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who we love because she's so good in those movies. Yeah. she And she's great um, in this, too. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But...
1: Uh, I am super excited for that because that also does sound like my shit. And I'll try and watch it the first chance I can get. Hopefully now, it, like, comes to trigger something.
0: Trigger warning, though, for anybody watching it. Logan Paul is it's in this It's got movie.
1: Jake Paul. Oh, Logan's yeah. in it. Yeah. 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 Yikes. So, I knew that they filmed this movie a while ago because I remember when it started filming. Yeah. and hearing that he was in it, it it's strange that it he, took so long for it to come out. He but, plays this um,
0: asshole in it, so it's kind of like palatable. You know, when like so Kevin when yeah. Kevin Spacey is playing a murderer, and you are like, okay, you are a monster, yeah. but you are playing yeah. a monster, you're like, so I can all right, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's kind of like that. So. But Yeah, it's okay. pretty good. I think Cody, you'd like that a lot. I would not put Valley Girl in a Best Picky Recommends list, but I would put The Vast of Night in Best Picky Recommends.
1: Cool, exciting. Yeah. Um, I'll do mine fast because everybody can like. Uh, so, so Mark the movies that Mark saw, the movie that Chad saw, they're a little harder to see right now. Mm. But the one I can see, The Vast of Night will open be up. On, fucking
0: The Vast of Night will be on Amazon Prime. I think by the time this episode comes out. So.
2: Oh, dope.
1: Yeah. oh shit cool um mine is on netflix it's called the lovebirds it sells kumail donjani and Issa Rae, both people who i love a lot i think they're both really funny i think they're compelling screen presences can't wait for kumail to be in a marvel movie basically which i mean he is i can't wait for his marvel movie to come out um and they're why this movie is fun i want to highly recommend this movie it's Kind of just okay. It's an okay comedy. It's about two. It's about a couple who are on the verge of breaking up, and then they get um, drawn into this accidental like murder plot and trying to like it, figure out what's going on. It
0: seems to be the comedy version of Queen and Slim in a way.
1: Not, not so really? much. At all. Okay, that's I what, think that's the, the vibe mar- I got. Not, from not the kind of not even close. Really? Okay.
0: Okay. Kind of. I haven't seen either. Kind, so. kind of not even close. <laughs> that's just the vibe right. I got from both Queen trailers. and Slim.
1: Queen and Slim, they, like, kill a cop, and then they're on the run. In this, like, they're trying to solve the mystery of, like, who... Uh,
0: Yeah. Gotcha. It's, yeah. I thought it it, was more of them being being on the run in the same way that Queen and Slim is. Also,
2: Queen and Slim is, like, their first date, and this is...
1: Yeah. Their, they've up. been in a relationship for like three or four years. Um Okay, sorry. It yeah, wasn't it's it's a bad comparison.
0: Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. Yeah, Chad, the thing I'm sorry, is, you're fired from the podcast. You're,
1: you're not the only person who said that. I saw that oh, okay. online too, and I was like, I I never got that personally, but apparently enough people have. But yeah, it's not that at all. They are like on the run because they think people are gonna think they did it but they're ultimately just trying to solve like what happened and it's like it's fun and charming enough it's not the best the jokes aren't like incredible but if you have two performers who are like fun enough to see on screen you can kind of suck it up through that sometimes is kind of what it is and i i think they're both i love like Issa Rae I have not seen as much of her stuff, but Kumail I have been Um, following in some ways for years, and I have always loved him, and I I find him so compelling on screen, and I find him so funny.
0: Hey, Cody, I've I've got a a joke I want to try out here on the podcast. I've been thinking about tweeting this joke, but I don't know how it would (laughs) land.
2: Hold on, I'm prepping myself. I don't know if it would work. Okay. I
0: think it would work. I think it's very fun. To me, it's okay. very funny. But, uh, uh, Let's oh, hear it. We'll, we'll try it uh-huh. out. We'll try it out. So the tweet would go like this it's it's text and then it's a picture. Okay.
2: Okay. So that's what the tweet this looks gonna like. This is going to be great on a podcast. So the
0: text. We're at
1: like 40 minutes. All right. So the text says <laughs> like 30, really.
0: Um, If Jar Jar Binks were in the sequel trilogy of Star Wars and he needed to point out the protagonist to someone else, he'd be like, and then a picture of Issa Rae.
2: Issa Rae! That is funny. That is I mean, funny. I don't know it's, if that's
0: funny, but it's a we're, long we're, walk. Would people make the connection or not? Do enough people know who Issa Rae is? I feel like they do. And do enough people know how Jar Jar Binks talks? I feel like they do. I think and you're hitting also... so
1: many different audiences, and I think you're talking to two yeah. people who would be like, ah, yeah, funny. Sure. But general, I don't know that this works necessarily. I'm
0: going to try it. I'm going to try it. So I think
2: you'd also have to be specific that he's talking about Ray, because at first I was like, Issa, but oh yeah, there's a character named Ray. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I didn't want to just like, Okay, so instead of saying the protagonist, say, if he ever needed to point out Ray to somebody, he'd be like...
2: I mean, say, like, point out the...
0: The Jedi out, like,
1: protagonist. The, the main character. Yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. I still don't know that it's going to work. Uh, are you just going to post a picture of Issa Ray? Yeah.
0: He, I'd, be, I'd say he'd be, With no text. he'd be like, colon, a picture of Issa Ray. <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe it'll work. <laughs> maybe
0: it'll work. Okay. Maybe I'm gonna give look, it a try. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited to see. Okay. how this, and then Here's I'll put a should, Twitter poll. Uh, just did this joke work? Yes or no,
2: Chad? Um. You <laughs> should you should tweet this like today as of recording. Yeah, and then like listener, go look at Chad's like a yeah. week ago tweet and, and, and just see, see how it went if it worked see at all what you the know ratio is don't. like
0: how many people liked it retweeted it <laughs> or commented how dare you make fun of isa Rae's name you white nationalist asshole. right um <laughs> i don't know i mean maybe 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 this backfired you never though, know maybe this is the thing i don't
2: know <laughs> listener if the tweet isn't there anymore chad deleted it because he got canceled <laughs> right <laughs>
1: Bill, I mean Bill Burr, made fun of a gungan and is still allowed to have his stand-up special. So uh, that's true. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm tired. The movie is fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right. I just it's fine. Um, You know what else we should talk about? The movie. Yeah. The fine. Um.
2: You know what? Also, you know how Jar Jar like his uh, gungans live underwater. Yes. No. That's a. You know what else lives underwater? Oh, there we go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> squids and, squids, uh, squids, and, and squids and whales and whales too so live underwater.
1: Oh. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk about the squid and the whale boys. Um. Uh, l- let's kind of talk about the plot. Well, no, uh, Chad. I want to hear about your relationship with this movie first.
0: Sure. Uh, my relationship with this movie. I don't remember when I watched it the first time I've o- I had only seen it once before recording this podcast or I guess twice because I just watched it today, but one time before I selected it for my favorite movie of the year. Um, and that right. was probably around college. Um, definitely after my parents had like gone through a divorce. And so that it helped. I, a lot of what happens in this movie resonates with me and probably most children of divorce. Um, But yeah, I just... uh... I would be
1: the child of divorce that is the exception to that. Yeah. Because mine got divorced so young.
0: How old were you? Uh,
1: Shit, like five. Okay. And then like... And I don't have the experience either of like... Because my parents got divorced, and then my mom dropped off the face of the planet. My birth mother. Not my mom. My my birth mother kind of dropped off the face of the planet. So, like, I don't have that relationship of going to two different houses as much. I remember some of it before we left New Mexico, which we left there in, like, 2001. So, I was, like, eight. So, it's Mm. really just the span of five to eight where I really experienced anything. So, yeah, Mm. this was not my personal experience at all
0: for me. I was about the age of Walt who's played by Jesse Eisenberg in this movie when my parents got divorced. So yeah, the kinds of things he's going through, like
1: kind of old for it to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty old for it to happen. I think I had, I'm somewhere between a, a Walt and a Frank and how I handled it. Um, yeah, well, it's hard. I to... Hope you weren't
1: too much of a Frank.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was masturbating uh, in school, uh-huh. when I was rubbing my just incessantly on all of the library books and, and lockers and,
1: and drinking and, beer and drinking yeah. No, that wasn't really, um, me,
0: but like I, I guess just in the way I related to my parents, like it was. It was more of like a like like a like a side with mom. Like I I, I get that from mm. from Frank, but I get the like. Yeah trying not to feel anything and trying to be, like, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I get that a little bit from uh, from Walt. I don't know. But, like, I'm, I don't well, fully identify with either of them. They both do things I didn't do. Mm-hmm. I did things they didn't do. So, like, there's no... sure, But I relate to both of them in different ways. For sure. Um, I realize well, that uh,
2: none of you guys are asking me about how I related to my parents' divorce. Because right. we um, know that it didn't they're happen. They're still together. So,
1: that's because mark had a fucking little house on the prairie growing up on a goddamn farm <laughs> like no i know if you were like, every, i'm not day, minimizing your childhood <laughs> and he'd be gone right for, like, he went <laughs> right shopping for the the, I, the wagon i am absolutely sure you had your own struggles yeah. they just weren't divorce struggles necessarily so neither um, of you had
0: seen this movie prior to this recording though
3: right
2: no
1: i hadn't correct yeah. I had not. Um, I really hadn't seen a ton of Noah box stuff in general. I had seen Francis Ha in the marriage story. You the saw on Meyerowitz, Meyerwitz, well, right? yeah. which I I love Meyerwitz. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad Can I ask a question? And if you don't want to answer because it's too personal, that's fine. Mm, I Um, mean, that just makes good radio, so... (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, but it's also, like, not fully about you, so you don't have to dive into anything. But, like, so so this movie is very much about two brothers picking a side. Yeah. You are the middle child. Yes. There are three of you, right? Yeah, there's there's three three of
0: us, just the two brothers and I.
1: So, so... So so three brothers, two parents. Did you guys kind of have a division where, like, some people picked one side? You don't have to go into specifics, yeah, but, like, no. some people picked one side, some people picked another, or was it kind of just all of you guys were kind of on the same page? Not
0: really. We had a situation where um, – and I, th- I do think that I have tried to play – like, middle ground a little bit, even, like, to this day, where, like, I because I'm the middle child, I think it's just inerrant in all of the Exactly, that's what I kind of expected. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Even though, like, like, my focus was... So, when we sat down and we had our family conference, which everyone, unfortunately, has to do when they go through this shit, uh, and it sucks. Um, Not if you're five. (laughs) Oh, did it just happen? (laughs) They they didn't talk to you at all? It just, like, one day, they were just... (laughs)
1: I mean, look, I I was so young I really don't remember, yeah. but I could fully imagine that mm-hmm. I was in the middle of watching Power Rangers and then they came and told me. I need to verify yeah. with my dad of, um, like how they told me, but I we, have no recollection of them. We also
2: had family conferences, but they were like... <laughs> Do you want to go skiing for spring break? Right. They were like, Betsy, um, the right.
1: cow has gotten sick. We <laughs> think she may be having a calf, but we're not sure. Um, we need to figure out
2: who's doing what chores. He was going to paint the fence and he was going to be convinced to paint the
0: fence <laughs> instead. So oh, well, I my was like, was like a fan. 14. My older brother was roughly right. 16, 16, 15 ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my younger brother would have been around eight, maybe seven, um, when we had okay. our fam- when we sat down and had our family conference. Um, and like our situation was like one uh, one. I won't go into like details, but like one parent did say, yeah, sure. just said they didn't they didn't give us details. But my parent, one of my parents, said like this is my fault. Um, that this is wow. happening. Mm, and I like, okay. kind of took ownership. And that sort of helped us to all, it kind of sucked for that parent, but it helped us to all pick one side um, in a way. Yeah. Um, and that was something that, like, I'm kind of thankful for. But then at the same time, like, I, my focus was on, like, how can I love both parents, even the one whose fault this is? Like, that was always kind of right. Um, what I was trying to do. And, yeah. It's it's been it's been it's been tough even an adult child of divorce it's still weird and hard. Uh, and I think this movie just nails yeah. like the awkwardness of like the beginning of it. There's all this like territorial like competitiveness that comes with divorce particularly when you're doing joint custody of like mm-hmm. these are my nights don't infringe on my nights kind of thing. Like that's just yep. this it's this awful feeling when you're in the middle of it and you're just being Taken around town, left and right, and just like, dropped off here. Um, um, dropped I off do here. remember here. some of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Is, is the sequel to this movie a C O D Adult
1: children of <laughs> With Adam Scott. Maybe. Yeah, I, I thought about yeah.
3: that.
0: It's kind of like, obvious because both of these movies are kind of autobiographical, but I kind of see Marriage Story as a sequel to this where Jesse Eisenberg grows up to Adam absolutely Driver. yes yeah because <laughs> um, uh, like that's right. Noah like, in both movies
2: I feel like most of Noah right. Baumbach's movies are autobiographical yeah other than like absolutely. the ones he of made sorts. with I, I think the ones he made with Greta Gerwig like Francis Ha I have
1: her perspective too yeah yes mm-hmm. which
2: is why they're more empathetic um, yes. yes it's, it's interesting I, how you can see like Meeting someone like Greta Gerwig and getting in a relationship with her is like very helpful for him. Helpful, yeah. Um, to like tone himself down, and um, they're they're not as harsh and like uh, narcissistic almost. At least, yeah, like, I would say like the characters that are like he is basing Jesse Eisenberg's character off of him, kind yeah, of. Right. Um, I I, and, I think
0: pretty. Pretty explicitly, I think. Mm-hmm. He's basing Jesse Eisenberg. Off I think the film. so.
1: I, I I think so, and I think like, so I'm gonna try not to do too much of this because I got mad at you guys last week when you just kept talking about Dark Knight when we were trying to talk about. Sure, I so but I'll no, try I, not I do to talk th- about Mary's I do story think it's useful to compare much?
0: both texts because I think once he went through it, he had new perspectives on divorce, and it's like it's a totally yeah, right. different feeling in marriage story than it is in the squid and the whale
1: totally different and i will go ahead and tip my hand early marriage story works for me far significantly more than Mm -hmm. this movie does because i think specifically of what mark's saying i think marriage story is a bit more empathetic not that this movie doesn't completely lack empathy like it does try and understand it yeah but But it's just very like
2: narcissistic
1: and bitter you know what I mean? It's bitter. Right. Bitter is a good word. Bitter, I think, is the most appropriate well, word. It's because and, I would say all yeah. of these characters are kind of painted as assholes. It was hard for me to like latch onto any of them and care about them and I just did not have that same struggle even, in the story. Even poor little Frank. Um,
0: you didn't, you didn't. you thought Frank was a little asshole? He's kind of a shitty yeah, when kid. Yeah, he started maybe.
1: masturbating in the library and putting semen everywhere. Yes, I was not on mor- board. <laughs> I hated that supplement. kid. I'll be I, I didn't
0: like the masturbating, but I he know, was a confused still, kid. And confused yeah. kids just do weird shit, like especially when they're it not was weird like, that he they was, like do. binge
2: drinking in his in his mm-hmm. bedroom as uh, as an eight year old is just crazy. I just found that, that the, I found that drinking.
0: all heartbreaking to me. It's more, no, more yeah, so it's than just it was heartbreaking. Putting,
1: I think the drinking stuff works for me a bit more because you Mm -hmm. can see where that... I can follow the logic of that a bit more because like... He's he's trying to, like, show out, trying to show that he's mm-hmm. older, because that's another thing that happens with divorce, and that is something that I have experienced, is how the siblings handle it, and yeah. uh, me and my sister definitely handled it in a different way, and I handled it in a way of... I became incredibly mature at a young age, where I was, like, thought of myself as a little adult, which I'm sure was fucking annoying, but, like... <laughs> I I just handle things kind of in that way because I had to be the oldest and be the, like, responsible one. And I could see where Walt was – no, Frank. Frank's the yeah. young one, right? I could see Frank handling it by, like, oh, fuck, I have to be an adult now because I'm in an adult mm-hmm. situation. So, that, like, well, that he's, tracked well he's enough He's also, for me. like
0: – he's also this character who's just, like, coming of age at a time where his dad isn't around all the right. time. And he doesn't – he's a character who doesn't really feel like he can talk. To his dad, honestly, because his dad is so judgmental, but, but also mm-hmm. and his dad like, like won't his, accept right. him for himself.
2: His dad has right. like put this like obsession with like sex and horniness in the mm-hmm. entire yep. family, and, totally. and like as you know, he doesn't have access to talk to his dad about that stuff anymore. Not that he ever did, but now right. he like really doesn't. Um, and so and he doesn't he know just where just he's to point. Trying it. to figure out what to do with that, you know, yeah. he
0: tries right. like putting on a condom when no one's around, and he like puts all the women's right. underwear. It's like he doesn't know where to point this like these feelings that are building within energy. Him. It's, yeah, yeah. And,
2: and suddenly he's not like his his mom and his dad are both like trying to figure out their own lives on their own and don't have mm-hmm. like the energy to pay attention to him and and parent him.
1: Yeah, it's very sad. Well, and they just. Like I, th- I was about to say, like let's get into the plot, but I don't think we really need to. I think we've kind of hit everything that we yeah. need to. It's it's uh. the parents and are divorcing, and the kids are kind of picking a side. Mm-hmm. The first line of this movie is "Mom and me versus you and Dad," and then it which literally becomes so, that as the movie which goes. Is so good. That's like which is the best very good. I way. I will yeah. give it that. Like I, I I I do like that it does that. I just think for me personally, um. Outside of the comparison of Marriage Story, which is, I think, just... They, I mean, he made this movie early on. This wasn't his first movie, but it was mm. one of his early on. And I think Marriage Story is just a more mature movie from top to bottom. I'd agree with that. Um, And so, but I also, like, more effective to me.
0: I I, I agree with that. But I also, I've said it before when talking about, like, Boogie Nights and also Magnolia with Paul Thomas uh-huh. Anderson. Like, him as a young filmmaker, I love the, like, kind of brash just energy that he brings to it that like when you become a more refined filmmaker that comes with like you're making you are better you are a better filmmaker i think like Mm -hmm. phantom thread for paul thomas anderson is better than boogie nights but i think boogie nights is like bolder in a way that like at a certain point filmmakers stop definitely losing that like edge I, i feel like as a young
2: filmmaker people tend to like um try to prove themselves by like going balls to the walls yeah whereas like right. as as a more mature and established filmmaker you can kind of like restrain yourself and be more confident and say what yeah. you yeah. want
1: to say in like a mm. clearer way yeah. yeah but also
2: like you know people know you better and when you go into the phantom mm. thread you kind of know what you're getting into yeah right if you know pta and, and pta is sort also of. like <laughs> I, I i mean sort of but i mean at this at, right. i think you kind of do
1: um, you kind of do but I was kind of blown away and shocked by that movie in some ways mm-hmm. just cuz I didn't know where it was going plot wise yeah. but yes. you're right you know where you're going with like a feeling mm-hmm. Um and, I, you're and also you boys so... know I love Phantom Thread <laughs>
0: And so I would I would agree that like in Ma- by the time Marriage Story comes out Bomback has uh definitely matured as a filmmaker But there is just some um, I mean th- Oh go ahead
2: I was going to well, ask I mean, what other what a- Chad, have you seen Kicking and Screaming? Or another, I haven't. Like, I, that's young... on my
0: list because I'm writing a movie about like a uh, similar time in life and I didn't know what Kicking and Screaming was about mm-hmm. until I my little brother watched it and You're told me about writing it.
2: writing a movie about Will Ferrell as a soccer coach? Yeah. Um, yeah, that time in my life so where uh, Mike
0: Ditka was the assistant coach to my dad <laughs> uh,
2: coaching me in soccer. Yeah. Um, but Kicking and Screaming, I don't remember it a ton. I feel like I like, half-watched it a couple years ago. Um, but it's it's also very talky, but it's also, like, it feels very, like, bitter, like... Um,
0: yeah.
2: it, I If I remember correctly, it's about a guy in college uh, mm. and just, like, relationships not working out. And I, if I remember correctly, the guy yeah. just, just... He came off as really bitter about, like... So you know right. why why relationships aren't working out the way that he wants them to.
0: So you, I think there was
1: definitely a bitterness to Bombach. That is something yeah. I have heard about him a lot. And I think the ones that I have seen, I need to rewatch Francis Ha. People say it's brilliant, and mm-hmm. I did watch it, but it's been so long. And Francis I did it pay is a when masterpiece. I first watched it. You might watch it for this. Um, I
0: need. I haven't watched Francis but, Ha. I need to watch that. I like Bombach a lot. Hell it's, yeah! Um,
1: so but, good. But my. But Meyerowitz Story, I you guys know I adore that movie, yeah. and it's got like, and so does Marriage Story, where they have like slightly bitter edges. But I don't find them near as well, bitter. I like both you, of those movies you keep far using, more than this one. You keep one.
0: using bitter to describe Squid and the Whale, and I don't know that I completely agree that that's accurate. Like, yes, Jeff Daniels is obviously this like symbol of like bitterness. He he like. No, I, I, th- I think that Bob. might still
1: hate his dad when he made this movie
0: for sure. But uh, so yeah, he he like resents his wife for being more successful than him. He doesn't want to like take ownership for anything going on in his life. Jeff Daniels, uh, and then you've got this mm-hmm. kid Jesse Eisenberg who idolizes him. He wants to be him. You know, he's he's repeating, he's like repeating the things he says verbatim to try to impress people. He wants to be like as mm-hmm. intellectual right. and as interesting as he sees his dad to be. But it's Which about, he is a repeater because he yeah.
1: literally repeats uh, the Pink Floyd song. He like yeah. is a yeah. plagiarizer. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so like he he's talking about like uh the metamorphosis and like books he's never read, you know, as if he, they're like he right. knows them well because he's heard his dad but talk. But he also about them.
2: He is is dad. like you know, he right. he tells his dad that he's reading some book and his dad's like, yeah, that's like a lesser one of that author's works. Right, right. And that's something and that, that he's like, he says in, in other times, and they're like, have you read that book? He's like, no, but like, yeah. it's lesser. But I just know
1: it's a lesser work, his, a lesser work. His, and it, yeah.
0: was um, the, but, it was the Fitzgerald, or no, it was, a, it was a Dickens book they were talking about at the dinner table before the divorce, yes. right at the beginning Tale of the two movie. Tell Tale tell Two Cities. And mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels was like, "Oh, it's a minor work. It's it's whatever. It, it sucks that they make you read the worst book of these great authors," is what he says. And then the mom says, "Why right. don't you read the book and find out for yourself?" And he says, "I wouldn't want to waste my time. Like, yeah, because he just yeah. like believes." So
1: he's truly like, he's, but everything the movie that his is is says. also
2: yeah. about Jesse Eisenberg like imitating his dad and then realizing that his dad is like not great and kind exactly. of exactly like, that. That's what you I was just driven by. But, I, I, you know, yeah. you were saying that – you. I think when we're talking about bitterness, I'm mostly talking about the bitterness of Jesse Eisenberg's character, who's, like, really bitter at his mom well, because his dad is bitter at his mom. But yeah, then he's but also bitter at his dad learning, because his dad is shitty.
0: But it's him learning that that perspective is flawed by the end. And, like, you know, he sits down in his therapy session and he can only say good things like – the only good things he can remember about his life are, like, the experiences with, with his mom – he doesn't ever bring up his dad because his relationship with his dad is so toxic where he's constantly trying to, like, impress him, prove himself yeah. to him. And then by the end of the movie... But,
1: literally breaking up with a girlfriend because his dad isn't yeah. that into the girlfriend.
0: Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, it's him turning away from that. I find the end of this movie very hopeful for Walt because he's, like, him just going leaving his dad and going to see that exhibit is him, like, reaching out to his mom again, who right. is sort of the symbol of... Non, but I guess for lack of a better. He's word. still
2: mad at his mom for cheating on his dad, for sure,
0: and he probably. Uh, should But be. I don't think so. You don't no, think so? Uh,
1: here, here's here's what I, I I don't, f- and I think that's where the movie doesn't quite work all that much for me, is because it seems I could c- be completely reading it wrong, mm-hmm. and I and I will admit that, but it, it, it seems to me that the ending of the movie is him being like, oh, I thought my mom sucked, and my dad ruled. But now my mom rules and my dad sucked. And I think just flipping it to be one person's fault, I just didn't love that as much. And that's what it felt like to me because that ending is sort of rushed in ways. This is a fucking short movie. It's it's an hour and 20 minutes. minutes. It's it's, it's short. And that was kind of hard. I mean, I do like that it was short, but every scene also was very short. Yeah. it, the, the scenes didn't let you like breathe like stuff was moving so fast and every scene was so short that it was like s- that was another reason why it was kind of hard for me to grasp on any character
0: like i, d- I don't know and that's another Sometimes, difference from there's another difference from marriage story which is a movie with this right long, like that argument scene that just like it lasts a while and it's like intense you, you just for a while. sit in it yeah and yes, the, when you the, just sit in it, and the, it, and the
1: scene mm-hmm. has like ebbs and flows yeah. within it, mm-hmm. and then like him singing at the end. Oh, that is a mm-hmm. long scene, beautiful. I love. Um, that. I think we will
0: talk about this it's, in a few years when we get to twenty nineteen. Because I think it's my favorite movie of last year. <laughs> I
1: um, think it's. I think it's your favorite, and I think it's pretty well, close to mine. We'll
2: see how we feel in three years. We will. Whenever. I
1: think we'll still like it. Um, I mean, but, but will we I,
2: like it more than other things? We'll see.
1: Um, I just... I think that this... Uh, you guys hate when I use the word vignette But there is an element of vignettes a lot throughout the middle part of it. Where it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, let's see this scene of a divorce. It, it It's kind of like... Bombach had a ton of things he remembered from his experience, yeah. and he wanted to address each one. So each one gets maybe like a minute and a half. And, like, I like short movies. I do. Mm. But when the scenes are super short, mm. it is a little harder for me to grab onto it because of that stylistic choice. Interesting. Um, I, I, I never really Just because felt everything's that. kind of moving so I, fast. And I also
2: I, like. I think I disagree about your idea of the ending as him completely switching his perspective to be like pro-mom, anti-dad. The fact that he goes to the museum by himself makes me think that he's like being more introspective and realizing that both of these people have their pros and cons. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, but you realize he, he, he talks about the squid and the whale and he talks about how he saw it as the whale... Or the squid attacking the whale, like uh, that sort of. This is mm-hmm. symbolism, yeah. Right. So, 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 but, but at the end, the shot very like clearly is supposed to show you that like the whale is clamping down on the squid. yeah. So that's what makes me think it's a flip of like one was good, one was evil. Now we see the flip side of that. It's that metaphor mm-hmm. and I do think the metaphor is messy and I think the metaphor being the ending of it is what makes me think that even if the movie isn't fully doing that, that metaphor does and that's where it gets yeah. messy for me. But, but I do but see I, the read of like, I, do... I don't know, He he never tells her he's not mad at her.
0: I like the metaphor as like a just a symbol of perspective changing. Like this statue has always mm-hmm. this this piece has always been this piece. It's always been this whale eating this squid. Mm-hmm. And his perspective of it as a kid was one thing, and then he grows up and he looks at it and he realizes that he was off. Could also kind of be the read, right. not necessarily that like dad is whale, mom is squid or like it doesn't have to be that specifically. Um
1: it doesn't have to be that, but that earlier scene where he talks from the dude from to the dude from Lost um, <laughs> right, right. is it, it? It it kind of introduces that that's what it literally means. At least for me, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I all, can spoilers. I that that haven't that guy this.
2: is in lost yet. Um, and, and you second know off, that he's in Lost. I know he's in Lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. the the I just think that it's more about him like being willing to investigate that because because. He's mm. all. He also talks about how he's like afraid of that statue. Um, yeah. Right? Yes. And it's yeah. also so I, him I think yeah. that,
0: confronting that fear on his own. Yes, now. I think that yeah.
2: it, it's more about him confronting those thoughts, and like instead of just accepting that uh, whale good, squid bad, now he's willing right. to go and address those things and reinvestigate and you know now he's he's older he's a high schooler he has perspective he has experiences uh, and, right. and he can he can reinvestigate these and now he you know he's at the museum without his parents
1: so i think right. i think now so he's, he's just seeing his own perspective exactly
2: right. Uh, I, I think yeah. that, you know, there's a there's a stage of adulthood where you realize that like, oh, you know what, I'm kind of like mm-hmm. on my own. I'm not like mm-hmm. under absolutely and under protection of my parents, and now I can I can actually have perspective on their relationship.
0: And that's that's closely tied to for me, it was closely tied to discovering that my parents are human, which is like a it's an obvious thing. Mm-hmm. But I like, that's something this movie is also just dealing with, is both of these kids just realizing that their ideas of their parents were false like you know from Walt's perspective his dad was this brilliant writer who was just untouchable um always right about everything and then he learned that he was kind of an couldn't, asshole. Get, a book published. couldn't get a book published yeah you look right. at the world that he's in and it's like no his mom is actually the better writer and Frank is starting to see that right. but Walt is like no they, how could you say that like dad's the writer like right yeah
1: yeah i mean that that's definitely a interesting like um time in a person's life is mm-hmm. when you realize that your parents are people cuz yeah. like, you know and for a lot of time like, it's when they're the, the greatest happens. until you hit a certain age yeah yeah um for for me like you know because i didn't really grow up with my birth mom so i had you know my mom and uh my adopted mother and my dad um in the, growing up with them i thought they were great when i was a kid then it reached a certain age and i was like y'all suck y'all are mean <laughs> to me all the time you don't <laughs> let me do anything etc it really yeah. took me going away to college to kind of have that perspective of the like okay they're not they they're just people yeah. they're, they 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 yeah. they have quirks and they have things that are going to annoy the shit out of me and they're going to have things that i really love about mm. them and they're they're just people and i and i do find that a good and like important read out of this movie. I just didn't get it. So like conceptually, Mm. I'm understanding what you guys say Mm -hmm. and I like sort of see it in the movie, but because there's kind of this like touch of acidity through the whole thing and like this, the, the fast scenes and the me not being able to latch to any characters and it seeming like putting all the blame on one person. Like, so it, See, I... To me, at least. S- I so did... It, it, it doesn't fully ever come together for me.
0: Gotcha. I did, like, latch on to Walter, played by Jesse Eisenberg, quite a bit. Um, I just
1: find him so fucking annoying. Well, he <laughs>
0: is, but, like, that's the thing. is like, I look back at myself at times in my life when I would, like, pretend to understand things I didn't really get or, like... I, I put on this, like, image that I thought people wanted to see because I thought it would make right. me interesting or cool or whatever. Um, and I probably was just this, like, annoying kid, this, like, Walter type. I I remember feeling that way and, like, the insecurity of, like, I can't be myself. I've got to, like, adopt these things from other right. people and sort of embody them. So I was able to, like, latch on I, to I that. I do wonder...
1: I I do wonder if this is a movie that would improve on a rewatch for me, Mm -hmm. because... I just found him fucking annoying for a long time. And yeah. then towards the end, you kind of realize he's putting an act and trying to be his father. Mm-hmm. And I didn't fully get that right away. Right. So maybe going into it, realizing that's what he's doing the whole time would work like slightly better for me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't love it. I, I, I think the other thing is like, I find Marriage Story, even though it's so like knife in your heart, and Meyerwitz, even though it has very dramatic moments, I just. And it, it's a question of taste, and it's a mm-hmm. question of their more modern movies. I find both of those movies a lot funnier than this movie, uh, which is some like, an expectation I kind of brought to this movie, which is not necessarily huh. fair, but I did come into it kind of expecting that. I think I'd agree with uh, that. I mean,
0: this movie makes me laugh a lot. Like, Jeff Daniels talking out of his ass about, like, just being the most pretentious, like, writer guy ever. Mm-hmm. Who's, him again, talking not getting published, <laughs> but...
2: Um, his, his, like, I, I think that the minor work thing is a really funny thing to think about. Um, because, like, I feel like it's, it's easy to fall into that in terms of, like, Squid and the Whale is definitely, like, a, like, a major Baumbach, uh, you know, Greenberg is probably, like, a lesser Baumbach, and Meyer Witch Stories is kind of on the verge. Mm. Um,
1: no, I think Greenberg is but, considered bigger than this. I think this is a minor work now.
2: Probably. Uh, yeah, now probably, but it was Oscar nominated. It's one of his like two Oscar nominations. True, um,
1: it is. You are right.
2: Um, I also think that ones. Billy Baldwin as the as the tennis coach slash was it Billy or boyfriend good. is is very it
1: funny. Steven, I think.
2: What are you asking? It's Steven. It,
1: it's the one who wasn't on The Apprentice. I do believe it is Stephen.
2: I think it's Bi- uh, I think it's Billy. Um, I don't know Steven, the name,
1: but I know it's the one that wasn't on The Apprentice. <laughs> um, um,
2: I'm looking it up. It is William Baldwin. Um, but also know, Kevin, him yeah. him referring to him as like a uh, what philistine. does he call him? But like philistine. A, philistine a philistine because yeah. he doesn't like read literature or, or mm-hmm. watch films. Watch movies. Oh, and I I yeah. love um, just his whole. You no, know, he does not say movies, Cody. Are you kidding me? He says films, films or cinema. interesting
0: films. I love his whole attitude about uh, Ivan. I think his name was Ivan in the movie. About just like he's not an interesting man for your mother. Like what? Is, what is she interested? And then the the kid Frank is like, I think he's interesting. And like the kid Frank says at right. one point, like I'm a philistine too. I don't like reading. I don't like yeah. Right. Films. He's like,
1: I want to be a philistine because yeah. I don't want to be this. <laughs> and and what the dad is, was like, you like
0: that movie? He was like, everyone likes that movie. <laughs> right.
1: Right. What is the? What is the? Um, movie that Jesse Eisenberg wants to go see and he makes him go see Blue Velvet instead. Oh
0: shit. That was a good bit. Oh, I don't know, and but it's really funny. The cut to that just horrible, like I mean it's it's a wonderful scene in the movie, yeah. but like horrible for kids to watch scene. And blue velvet.
1: It's not a you take your kid and his date to go no, to see Blue no. Velvet. You just don't. It was something like more pretty much the conversation
2: of, of like, bullets. Hey, my dad's coming to see a movie and also we're gonna go see Blue Velvet instead of whatever movie we were originally planning on. Right. right. Just bad all
1: over. Oh, gosh. Um yeah, I I think it was hard for me to think all that stuff was funny because I don't know, the acting's good, mm. so they play it pretty straight. Right. So I'm like, okay is this meant to be funny or is this meant to be like Noah's like real thoughts on things like the minor works? Well, I just felt pretentious, which the idea is that it is. And we're meant to laugh at that. I think it's a bit of both. Like I think, I think
0: Noah is probably laughing at himself a bit here. Like it's like, this is like, if I were just going to be this, the most unfiltered pretentious talking out of my ass guy, I'd probably sound like this, but I have filters and I have, you know, I'm not just going to yeah, be and like, the know-it-all. Noah Baumbach's <laughs> parents
2: were, like, film critics and writers themselves. So, like, this is yeah, probably, right. like... He grew you up know, around Noah Baumbach it. is probably pretentious, but he probably went mm-hmm. through the same thing. And I think, like, the the funniest parts of it aren't that they're pretentious, but that they're, like, forcing their pretension on their son, and it's working so well. Yes. You know, I don't think, like, the idea of considering works major and minor is as funny as hearing a kid talk about Dickens and he's never read yeah, just, any Dickens, but he's like just regurgitating yeah, I mean,
0: what he hears. It's, it's hilarious. Hali- it, to yeah. me, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, it's, it's like,
2: it's like me as a kid being like, I mean, but like casino is like the, the miners. It's not like good <laughs> Um, when like, I right. just read the Wikipedia pages.
1: Right. right. Um, I, yeah. And I bet, I bet Noah's not really all that pretentious anymore, especially because like, if you write a Madagascar movie, I mean, like it, <laughs> you just d- d- aren't hyper pretentious anymore. He's currently writing a
2: Barbie movie, so
1: wrote the third movie. Right. Yes, correct. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, which I, I he did as a favorite of Ben. I Stiller, say I like
0: think. W- he's probably pretentious, like whatever that means. Like, no, I think he's probably just very intelligent, and he's probably just very. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah, yeah. I just the characters in this come across as that exactly. and it takes a while to realize for me at least that you're supposed yeah. to laugh at. Jeff Daniel, um, like you're like you're
0: like he's constantly trying to prove how smart he is because he's not getting published. So he has to be the one who knows about right. literature. You know what I mean? Yes, there's something yeah, funny yeah. in that to be like yes. the most knowledgeable person about like, oh, well this isn't any good. What I'm reading is pulp, but it's it's good for what it is. Like that's such a Yeah. Just, it's, it's right. how your son when he's,
1: reading.
2: he's like, like He's the best of Pope.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, the best. <laughs> the like agreed upon best. I mean, hey, uh, he wrote out of and... sight
2: and he wrote Jackie Brown. It's the Exactly. Premier Pulp. Writer.
1: Um Okay, so I'm trying to think of anything else that we really want to hit. I think Oh, I will, uh I hope I don't think it sounded like I'm all that negative on this movie because I've just tried to explain my perspective. I do like it well enough. I will say one thing that I do kind of really enjoy about it is like visually, I am assuming that it was probably maybe shot on film and that's the way it looks, the it's, way it does. It's very great. I like history. how it looks. Yeah. I like how visually how it looks. That they... It, it takes a while before you figure out it's in the 80s unless you read the Wikipedia
0: well, it, page there, beforehand, there I think. Is a, there is a Chiron in like the first scene that says, like, Brooklyn, New York, 1989. May have missed it. <laughs> yeah.
1: May have missed it. <laughs> Cody was busy uh, reading the Wikipedia page and seeing that it was written <laughs> in the 80s. Right. Um, but but I think that the style is really cool. Yeah, and and I, I, the, I like the way it the, looks f- a lot. The film grain, and I think the performances are
0: good. Oh, yeah. The, the performances are great. The film grain, I was going to say, it, it just makes it feel very of its time in a way like it just feels like it was filmed yeah. in the 80s and uh i love yes. jeff Daniels' um, here. <laughs> his hair is so good i, I, I would s-
2: say
1: of the t- of the time feels right too because it also like yes it feels of like the 80s but i also do think this feels like a 2005 indie movie and i yes. don't mean that in a negative way or anything like that but i do think it absolutely does feel like that era of kind of smaller films
2: Um, I I just looked up who the cinematographer was, and it's Wes Anderson's cinematographer, which makes sense because this is a Wes Anderson-produced movie, and it feels very Wes Anderson in the soundtrack, in, like, the set design, in the cinematography.
0: I could see Wes Anderson It's like Like, Rushmore. Yeah.
2: Like Rushmore, or like Royal Tenenbaums, but not like, you know, the characters talk like normal human beings for the most part. Where in West right. Anderson, they speak in like aphorisms or whatever they fucking talk like.
1: And stylized, yeah. Um, um, okay, so we were talking about actors a second ago. Mm. It's time. Our, it's time, boys, a superhero for our superhero check-in. Yeah. Our cape mm. check. Um, is cape Eisenberg. check better? I like cape check. Is cape check? Is good. I like cape check, Cape check is yeah. good. Okay. Um, yes, so we have Jesse Eisenberg, who famously played lex Luthor. the bells are ringing um, ding ding
0: ding remember the classic line
1: okay guys i will say this i think watching this movie i was like okay i see world like him as a lex is not an inherently bad casting the performance they make him do is not great because they make him too jokery yeah. but if you had him play a pretentious rich Asshole like he does oh, in he Social do Network it. and yeah. is one of the greatest performances of all time. Um, like he would have been a great Lex, but then they make him do a performance that's yeah. not. And I wonder, they make him unhinged. I wonder and not how brilliant. much of
0: that is him versus it, right. It yeah. could be both. I don't know. Yeah. I think I like Jesse. Um, he he's also here. famous.
1: Um, well hold on it, i uh, jesse Eisenberg also famously played lex Luthor in the after credit scene setting up justice league 2 so right. uh um, with right. uh death stroke yes.
0: and uh
1: with pro- point, guys, guys anytime there's an after credit
2: scene in a jail i'm like this movie isn't happening they're setting up a movie that is not <laughs> right. gonna happen because <laughs> that's kind of what happens that that set two. up accurately in the credits of a jail or in the after credits that's um, in the jail. Sp-
1: spider-man homecoming idiot um we have we have yet second, to see it
3: <laughs> we have yet to see we it have yet sure to see it. yeah
1: because it's vulture and scorpion is that also bucky's in jail at the end of ant-man and they're like rescuing him out
0: that's not uh jail. well we see that scene later we do see that scene or he's not a, he's not scarlet in jail which, it just looks like scarlet
1: in witch jail. and vision are in jail and we see them have powers
0: yeah yeah.
1: Jail yeah. after
0: credits jail scenes <laughs> are all bad.
2: But I think I think specifically where it's like Shazam two people who who are in jail and, and they like walk up to each other like they're about to team up, like uh-huh. that is always a red herring. You're like this movie is it's, not going yes, to never exist.
1: Um guys if the Snyder cut is super well received, do we get a Justice League 2 from Snyder maybe as a mini series for HBO Max? Do like does you... that finally happen because it was meant to be two parts. Yeah. That was always the idea is that it was two parts. Do you recast Batman? Do we get it? I
0: guess you have to.
1: You don't have to. Ben Affleck can be that Batman and we still get the Robert Pattinson version. I don't know yeah, if I, he I don't it. care too. that there's multiple versions.
2: I mean sure. I don't, I don't think know. that, that I don't think that... Who cares? Uh, I Affleck guess I, I, we yeah, I, I, Maybe. <laughs> Look, I would watch I, I, it, but I, I would complain about watching it. It also made me sure. not watch yeah. it.
1: I think Ben Affleck would do it if Zack Snyder was back, and I think what Ben Affleck started not liking is not being able to do whatever he wanted with a Batman solo movie, and that's why he left. I think he'd come back for Justice League. Uh, it's also called money. It's also called, hey, can Anna DeArmas be in this? <laughs> and that might help him like join it. Who should she be? Um, Maybe our-
0: Catwoman? Would that be bad? She uh, wouldn't be a bad
1: Catwoman, honestly. Would not be a bad one.
2: Commissioner Gordon's daughter? What is her name?
1: Barbara. Oh, so
0: eventually Batwoman being the thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: maybe. Maybe. Um, okay, so the other Cape check, which this Doesn't is actually what's incredible to me. No, not at all. But she, neither does Lex Luthor, she was a superhero at this point point and didn't uh-huh. have that big of a role in this movie and that's Anna Paquin mm-hmm. aka Rogue she also aka had the an rogue Oscar cut, at this point aka release the rogue cut well she had an oscar when she's fucking 10 like I it's know. kind <laughs> of but unfair,
2: she has uh, like a fairly small role in this movie like a supporting role
0: yeah
1: very small she's role good in this. and um she i mean she is the only character only superhero character famous enough to get their own version of a movie cuz they were cut out of the original like, that's, well, an that's impressive such a, stat. it's
0: such a specific <laughs> criteria of like being a big superhero
1: release the rogue cut release the rogue cut what's funny is nobody begged for it they just did it and then Mark and I watched it and we were like yeah rogue's in it <laughs> yeah um, they, they sure we, did
2: out <laughs> a we'll scene with rogue
1: Yep, Rogue's in it a lot more now. It's a Rogue cut. Um, <laughs> Should he
2: Break Rogue out of jail, get Magneto's <laughs> well, helmet she... back, or something.
1: No, they use her to help Kitty Pride send um, Logan through time because um, Kitty don't, starts. Don't they have to like, rescue to her... her first? I think so. I think yes. they
2: have to go get her, and in the act of She's... going to get her, here's the only thing that's good about the Rogue cut. <laughs> Is that they go and I mean, save Rogue's Rogue, and when they do that, Magneto also like gets his helmet while he's there, and it cross cuts yeah. between that and Magneto getting his helmet. In the yes, movie. it's yes
1: kind that of actually is a good scene. Uh, made anyway, by a bad has, person, like, but fun movie. Um, I like the original. I haven't seen it. the
0: Rogue cut. I've, I like the original version of that movie though. It's fun.
1: I will only watch the road cut. Just kidding. <laughs> um, you actually you li- you like that movie more than both of us, as a general rule. And I wonder if there's some piece of it is because we watched the longer road cut. Maybe. No,
2: some like I because Chad is obsessed with time travel. I fucking no. Love that's it.
1: actually the exact reason yeah. why. <laughs> because both of us are like, yeah, I don't know, it's fine. And Chad is like, but time travel. Time is- travel. Is Chad. Fun. Okay.
0: Why haven't I written we're, a time travel?
1: We're, we're gonna. Re- <laughs> Because it's hard. Um, But we're going to wrap up any second, right? But before we do, I need to know, has there been a time travel movie that you've seen that you haven't at least
0: sort of liked? Hot Tub Time Machine I did not care for.
1: Oh, okay. I think that movie's fine. Um, I don't hate it, but it has also been mm, twelve years since I've seen it, so who knows? Uh, that's the only one um, I can think okay, of. Okay, fair though. enough. You found one, Chad. Uh, can I one.
2: tell you? I want to give you. Yeah. I wanna. I want to give you a slight spoiler for something, and if I tell you what oh. I'm going to give you a spoiler for, I feel like that is just going ahead and spoiling it for you.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, go can, for can it, I, I guess. So it's Something, something <laughs> has time travel in it.
2: No, Here's, no, no, don't say no, it. I think I no, know what no, you're no. going to say. Don't. What have I not the seen? The thing is that there is there is something that does not have time travel in it, but it deals with themes that time travel also deals with. Okay. And I'm curious Mark about...
1: Mark keeps trying to make us watch devs, and he's going to slowly but devs. surely reveal oh, bad shoot. stuff about it that I don't want him to. Cool. Chad, I, I, watch, I mean,
0: I'm going to watch, watch devs. devs. I really want to. It's on Hulu? I can watch it on Hulu?
1: Yes. yes. It's Hulu. Cool. FX on Hulu. Yeah. Um, Chad, super quick. I'm going to run through some Ooh. time travel movies, and you tell me if they're good or bad. Okay. Super quick, okay? Yeah. Terminator Dark Fate. Did you end up seeing that?
0: I did. It was good.
1: Yep. Deadpool 2.
0: Uh, yeah, it's better
1: kind of better, ambient, than the, better than the
0: original. I like it.
2: Um, Project Almanac.
0: I have not seen.
1: Have you? S-
2: okay. Chad? You or anyone else? I like that movie. Our, our boy,
0: our boy uh, no, Darren I've seen is it. in it, right? Our and boy like Darren from Auburn graduated with us. Isn't he in that movie? Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. he
1: is, which is, yeah. Um, but it is directed by the guy who ended up directing the Power Rangers movie, which is why I watched it. And it's gotcha. like, it's good enough. Yeah. I actually think you'd like it. Uh, about time.
0: Uh, I've seen it and I think it's pretty good. It's got some good stuff, but it's also got some stuff that annoys me. It's a lot of the time travel stuff and it annoys me, but then the personal, like, because he's basically so stupid with his time travel, and that bothers me right, so much. Bad. But he's pretty. Like, if you have that yes. power, you can get out of all of the problems that he thinks are like big problems, uh-huh. and they're not big problems because he can yeah. just fix it. But
1: yeah, so right. Uh, Looper,
0: I have not seen. I need to see that. Oh, Chad, you gotta what watch the Looper. Fuck, I Chad. know. I'm a piece of Chad Looper's shit. So good. Looper.
1: Looper is a Ryan Johnson time travel I movie. I mean, it's incredible. you think I'm happy that I haven't seen okay.
0: it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you must probably not. Happy Death, Death Day this. to you. Very good.
1: Uh, happy Death Day to you. Both happy Death Day. Source like code.
0: Never saw source code.
1: Um, uh, It's pretty good. It's, I it's like it. It's pretty good.
0: What about Deja um, Vu?
1: Ooh, I kind of like Deja I Vu.
0: Me too. I can't <laughs> remember if I saw that or not. If I did, I think I'd probably liked it okay because it's Denzel Washington and it's It's very similar to source code gonna be
1: real with you uh midnight in Paris Mm, probably (laughs) a time travel movie
0: right. probably my least favorite of the ones we've discussed so far (laughs) other than hot tub time machine I think it's better than hot tub time machine it's got some interesting stuff but ultimately I I don't know it's fine All right, Chad congrats you're not
1: cancelled I, I, I loved that movie at the time. I have not rewatched it. It's made by a bad person, but I remember liking I
0: it. Only How ever, about Star Trek
1: yeah. 09?
0: There's time travel. You love on that it? one, don't you? I like that movie. I don't remember there being time travel. Yeah.
1: Old Spock comes and talks to uh, uh, Kirk, yeah. like Leonard Nimoy yeah, is in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they reset that, the timeline. That's pretty
0: good. That's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Uh, Men in Black Three.
0: I like that movie. It's pretty good. Donnie um, Donnie Darko. Mm. Oh,
1: Primer. Yeah, have you seen Primer?
0: Primer. I've not seen Primer. You do like Primer. I've not seen
1: it. Okay, Primer. Primer is really good. You would like it. So Donnie um, Darko. I was not a fan
0: the first time. Does Donnie Darko have time travel? I don't even remember what that movie is about because yes. it's just confusing. The end.
1: The end. The end is time he, travel. Like, loops back because or something? the plane. It loops back and hits yeah. him in the head. I mean, hits his. I mean, it kills him. It hits his whole house. But like, um, <laughs> killing spoilers. him Specifically
2: allows on the the things to happen.
1: <laughs> right. Um, w- uh, what about the third Jake Gyllenhaal time travel movie, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time? I did
0: not know that had time travel in uh, it. I've not seen it. <laughs>
1: it well, the
2: sands it, it's, are it's of like, time, Chad. Listen to the. They title. are of time. If the sands it, are of time, it's
1: like slight. Right. It's like a couple minute time travel. It's not like oh, extensive like a, time like travel. Anyway, kind of this brings travel. us to
2: Tenet talk. Tenet.
1: <laughs> Yet, yeah, let's talk about Tenet. Oh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, I guess one, one, the one of, one one of the best ones
0: in the series. I think I, I like yeah, three, I 3, 4 and 6 are my top 3. And I know 4 being up there mm-hmm. is like contentious, but it's fun. They act like high Yeah, I don't like 4. They act all. like it's high fun. schoolers in it yeah. and that is fun to me. Um, also, like there's four. they, they,
2: do, the they do the Olympics. They do the Olympics.
0: They do and the Olympics. The ending is one of the. It's the first time Harry Potter was ever scary, like successfully scary in a way. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. It, the ending works I mean, for me. Three, it's great. Uh, Three's pretty yeah, scary. 3 got the werewolf I think four's
1: fine. Yeah. I think s- seven is my favorite, which is not the most popular take. But seven I like Minus seven, six, three. Hey, them going camping. Seven, six, that is three fun. is the best. Yes. Okay. So, let's let's Oh, Mark wanted to talk about Tenet. Talk about Tenet. Mark. I mean, I it don't. looks I fucking good. To, I hope we can go to
2: I can't wait. <laughs> T- the actors and anything great. the actors say about Tenet is so good. The way that our patents is like I don't guys, understand Tenet version.
0: We got Inversion. on probably a 10-minute rant on time travel just because yeah. Yeah. Anna Pa- Paquin, pa- Paquin, pa- Paquin is pa- in the is row in, cut. And <laughs> is in the movie The Squid and the Whale, which is not about time travel. Um, even close. <laughs> Correct a movie. So, than well, I mean, other like, than, I I mean we, in a way, Noah Baumbach travels back to his childhood to address some things in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's time travel. S- so, it's set in the 80s. Set t- t- in we've, the 80s. We've, we've, we've talked about Squid and the Whale. Yeah. We all like it. You guys like it significantly more than I do. I think it's fine. It is just I, it's hard not to keep comparison of other movies in it. I um, but the question
0: I would say uh-huh. huh that I like it more yeah. than Batman Begins. Wow. Well, that's what
1: I was going to bring up since yeah. Mark was talking about Christopher Nolan, and it tied <laughs> pretty right. good together about another Christopher Nolan film. Mark, Chad uh, thinks it's better. Uh, Batman so Begins. My, I my would basic, disagree.
0: Yeah, my basic take is just that like Batman Begins is a very good movie, but it's kind of it kind of succeeds about being like about one guy, and like that guy is interesting. But even even that guy being Bruce Wayne, even <laughs> oh the Batman, the, the, the Batman, um, and like even like in the ways that it explores his character, it feels kind of it's not one dimensional or two dimension. It's it's good, but it's. I just love getting to know characters like these who are just like messy and sympathetic. And I just, that's, I, I love that in the mm-hmm. movie. It's just, it's just more my shit. And yes, I love superhero movies, oh, right. obviously. But like, this is what sets apart a movie from being like great to like excellent, if that's above great in ranking. I don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah, it is. Good enough. Yeah. So they're both See, really good, but I, um, I prefer this. So I,
1: I, I'm going next, Mark, because... Mm-hmm. Um, no, of course, dramatic
2: tension. Uh, I get it. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, the <laughs> I will make the argument I always make when we're running low on time and Cody hasn't well, eaten dinner yet swords. and wants to, which is... Swords. Swords. <laughs> <laughs> and so I pick Batman Begins <laughs> in the <laughs> conversation. No, Batman Begins is just more i just like him yeah. i like action all of that stuff uh, sure hey, i'm a basic bitch hey, but when I,
0: batman when i picked squid and the whale i fully expected you to like batman begins <laughs> more than squid and the whale so there's no surprises here right and it, yeah and
1: it's
2: yeah batman yeah Batman. i love him he's batman <laughs> i feel i feel Mark. so much power in my hands right now so powerful uh... Mm. Um, Chad, I get what you're saying about, yeah. you know, per- I, I think that, you know, Squid and the Whale is more of a character movie, whereas, mm-hmm. like, I, I think that Batman Begins is about the character of Batman, but it's also about, like, bigger themes, about, like, how do mm-hmm. you save a society, sure. or what societies are worth saving, what is fear, mm-hmm. and how do you overcome, yeah. fear, or it's, it's you overcome these... fear, or should you overcome fear, or should you harness fear?
0: Yeah, it's got these huge yeah. things on its mind for sure. And then Squid and the Whale has got like, you know, smaller things that when confronted by like an individual, they feel just as big as those things. So like I, I totally. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's it's and, and, truly and that, up to like personal preference and taste and what you want in movies with this, because it's obviously yes. it's like comparing apples and oranges or it's like comparing squids and whales. Um Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> no, because those are both in water. Mm. This is like comparing the bats, rogue cut bats with, and whales. with... This is like comparing the rogue cut with... Um, Hot tub time machine, the too? The Kenneth, Loner- Kenneth Lonergan three-hour cut of Margaret that also stars Anna Paquin.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, like sure. <laughs> it's like that. Sure. It's like that. Um, except Anim was in both of those movies. <laughs> right, so that's <laughs> so some cookie there. I don't know. It's like comparing bats um, and
0: whales. Like I think that's the best. Yes. Sure. Bats sure. have wings, whales. Squids have and
2: bats. The 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 bat and the whale. Um, I think that my I I understand liking both of those things, and I also like both of those things. I think that I don't necessarily relate to Squid and the Whale very much, which mm. makes it Mm-hmm. Harder to to um, get as invested in the characters, and I also just I, I I'm sorry I'm so basic, but I'm a big Nolan boy, and I love the fact that Me he just like too. grapples with these huge ideas. And he grapples movies. with
1: them sometimes with using literal grappling <laughs> guns <laughs> in his films, yeah. because there's at least <laughs> three of his movie. I mean, there's a grapple gun in the trailer for Tenet. There's a grapple oh, guns yeah. in Batman. There is grapple guns in Inception. Uh-huh. So he's grappling five with movies. many things that is very often. Five
0: movies he's grappling with things.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to vote for Batman Begins. Yeah, and I totally. Cody's like, like starving <laughs> to death.
0: It's about how I expected this to go. I mean, I'm the guy whose parents divorced when he was the age of one of the characters in this movie – about parents getting divorced, so of course it's going to resonate to me i didn't fully expect it i think it's a
1: highly personal movie for you which i i don't think is any less important there's been tons of movies we've brought on this show where it's very specific to me or very specific to mark and you know sometimes they cross over but i would say like we all like this movie but it did definitely hit you in a very specific way which i think is interesting and i like hearing about that it just didn't do the same for me necessarily yeah so, yeah. yeah, I think I think we're well, Batman, we're not mad at it. I'm and a, we also got to watch Squid and the Whale. Yeah, And I really
2: like Squid Uh-oh. and the Whale. I'm a big fan. Um, I think I might even like it more than like what Meyerowitz stories, which would make it my third favorite bomb buck that I've seen. I think I probably Francis do. Ha, of course, is numero uno. Y'all got to watch Francis Hall again. It's so good. Mm. So, yeah.
1: Um okay let's wrap it up. Um what do we normally do? We love posting our podcast. Oh. <laughs> yes, let me let me try and figure out what I'm trying to say. Um you guys, uh, we're part of a network that allows us to make a podcast, and that rules. And it's that might be cool productions. Um, and while we're doing shout outs, let's call out our sister podcast, Purely Nostalgia. We always love them. They talk about kids movies. Mark keeps fucking calling in and being a guest on the show. I did it um, once. And, and Eli did asked it once, but too. it's once more than I I have. Um, we love Purely Nostalgia um i'm sure we have other friends who have podcasts but we don't talk to them every single day um so they're not in my mind right now um yeah because we did igniting the spark where we were all on that show but it's been a while since that show's come out and nobody wants to hear about star wars anymore um no, <laughs> until
3: not
1: until mando. Two comes out. yeah not until mando um Except Disney Gallery Mando's been really good. And the episode on technology blew my mind because of how they're shooting stuff. It's so cool. Movies are great. Anyway, um, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And on Letterboxd, fuck that underscore. Just type in at Cody Lunsford and you'll find me. Um, where will they find you, Chad? They'll
0: find me at Chad A. Oliver on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Um, and you, when talking about Mandalorian, you said you love how movies are made, but it's also important to love mm-hmm. how TV as powerful as films are made. And that is The Mandalorian. True. It is not movies. True. It is TV yes. as powerful as films.
1: There are some TV that I find as powerful as films, and Mando is one of yeah. those. So it's hey, easy Mark, where can people them? find you?
0: Um I'm I
2: got a one of those cross platform usernames like my boy Chad it's <laughs> at Watlington Mark I don't even have to have a middle initial so I think that makes me yeah. better than both of you
0: Uh yeah Probably. but you, what, you could, interesting I, that you didn't go first name then last name though
1: Yeah it's almost like that account has been taken over by somebody who 4 years ago was doing a parody account of you and then stopped and so now you can't ever have Mark Watlington ever again well, um,
2: that was my account in the first place. It's a long story. It was mine, and it wasn't mine, and it's kind of no one's now. I don't know how to get you it back. Do a no um, you should do a podcast Maybe. about
1: that. You uh, should do a podcast about that. So, you can also find the show at Picks on Twitter and Instagram. Please retweet. But also, more importantly, leave us a five-star ranking on iTunes or your oh, yeah. podcast app of choice. That way, when people type in "best pictures," they find best pictures and not 700 other shows that are about the Oscars. We sh- we show up actually I right away when you type one. in "best yeah. pictures," which is nice. Um, but you know, you know, um, still still give us those rankings. Um, hey, Chad, what's the best movie of 2005?
0: Batman Begins. Mark, what is the best movie of 2005?
2: Batman. Begins, Cody, best movie of 2005? Batman Begins. That's pretty Uh, good. Thanks,
1: everybody, for listening. Yeah, I mean, I spent, you know, all of middle and junior high and high school learning how to do that voice. It wasn't bad. um, It wasn't bad. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, suck my dick, ass man.
2: Next week we talk about um, look divorce is so tough. We want to talk about something a little bit cheerier um, about something where everyone ends happy. It's *Brokeback Mountain*, um, a movie where people love each other and they never break up. I think it's been a while since I have watched it. You can rent it on Stars. Uh, no, you can stream it on Stars for free, assuming you pay for Stars, or you can rent it like just wherever. Um,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. And hey hey, when I when I pick Squid and the Whale, I fully expected you to like Batman Begins more than Squid and the Whale. So there's no surprises here. <laughs> yeah. He's Batman! <laughs> mm yeah hmm hmm sure it's it's got these it's Yeah, it's got these huge things on its mind for sure. And then Squid and the Whale has got like, you know, smaller things that when confronted by like an individual, they feel just as big as those things. So like I I totally. Yeah, it's just it's it's truly up to like personal preference and taste and what you want in movies with this, because it's obviously it's like comparing apples and oranges or it's like comparing squids and whales. Um Bats, bats and whales. (laughs) Hot tub time machine too. Yeah, it's it's like that. So there is some connective tissue. It's like comparing bats and whales. Like, I think that's the best. (laughs) Bats have wings, whales do not. Mm hmm. Miller makes good movies. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's five movies. That is five movies he's grappling with things. Yeah, and I totally get it. Like, It's about how I expected this to go. I mean, I'm the guy whose parents divorced when he was the age of one of the characters in this movie about parents getting divorced. So, of course, it's going to resonate to me. I didn't fully expect it to be. Yeah.
3: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. I think I probably do too. Hmm. Posting. (laughs) Oh. No, not until Mando. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> find me at Chad A. Oliver on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Um, And when talking about Mandalorian, you said you love how movies are made. But it's also important to love how TV as powerful as films are made. And that is The Mandalorian. It is not movies. It is TV as powerful as films. Yeah. So it's easy to confuse them. Uh yeah, but you what interesting that you didn't go first name then last name though. <laughs> you should do a podcast about that. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I think we're number one. Yeah. Batman Begins. Mark, what is the best movie of two thousand five? That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> God, that was your. I love the cussing in the movie. Hmm. I'm going to stop recording just in case mine randomly fucks up.